Master Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Oh shit, Master Jeff in the house. Greetings from Podcastville. This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. That's right, SeedsHereNow.com offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including Swamp Boys Genetics, TH Seeds, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee. And for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Yeah, welcome back, podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff, and this is episode 662 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about that dog butt again. Before we get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of the kind folks who support the show on Patreon. Let's start off with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you. Shout out to my friend, Alabama Man. I want to send a big thank you shout out to Mr. Mean Green. Let's send a special thank you shout out to Stone Trout Bomb. I want to send a big thank you shout out to Chief Lee 420. Let's send a thank you shout out to Scooters 3G and Caribou Heart TV. Let's send a big thank you shout out to a longtime supporter, Glenn Gironi. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Brian P and Fruggle Rock. I want to send a big fist bump to a great photographer and a good tester all mixed up. Let's send a big thank you shout out to another great tester, Mobius Grows. I want to send a thank you shout out to Roll This Nug. And then let's wrap it all up with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you shout out to my friend Elders Garden. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need is right there on the screen. And of course, there is a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. By the time this episode comes out, we will have reached 1,000 members on the Discord channel. Thank you to everybody who supports the Discord channel. I do appreciate it. 1,000 members, that means a lot to me. I'll be there more often. I'll be hanging out. I'll be giving away some prizes, showing some love, saying thanks. Join me on Discord. All right, I do have a lot of great stuff to talk about. I'm coming to you on a rainy, cold Colorado evening. I'm a little bit excited to be cold. I had to turn off the air conditioner. Uh, my arms are a little cold. It's kind of poking a hole in my shirt over here, and I am so excited to be cold. It has been a long, hot summer. I am really excited for the cold. However, it is now what I call powdery mildew season. We have gone from super hot to super cold. Uh, sometimes it is uh, 60 something at night and 90 something during the day. We're having some jumps. Uh, we're heading into the fall time of year here almost. A couple of weird uh, temperature swings in Colorado. We will get some rain, we'll get some hailstorms. we'll have some 90 degree days. That is the perfect environment for powdery mildew. Do you have a strategy? Do you have a plan? Have you thought about what you're going to do when you see the powdery mildew? 
Are you looking for it? Are you scouting for powdery mildew? I'm mainly talking about outdoors, but this will apply indoors as well. Are you looking for powdery mildew outdoors? Do you know how to identify it? Do all of the people working in your grow know how to identify powdery mildew? Do you know what to do if it is spotted in your grow? Because outdoors, it is now powdery mildew season in the grow houses. Have a strategy in place, be ready. I know what products you are willing to use, know what willing products it is too late to use, know what products you can use together. Get a strategy in place. Now is the time. All right. I did say I was going to talk about that dog butt again. Talking about the dog butt, the chem dog and chem dog and the sour diesel resulted in several emails. I'm sure they will keep going. They'll keep coming as more people listen to the episode. Uh, but I do have a great one here in front of me. I want to talk about this one came from Patreon, patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. It says, Hey, Rasta Jeff, thank you for replying. And then it says, I guess it's hard to put this into words, but I will try. You do a wonderful job, my friend. I've read this message. It says, uh, I guess the background is that I learned to self-medicate in the early 90s. Welcome to the crew, bro. Uh, growing up, I was a smart kid who was called lazy by teachers and family for years because I wasn't trying or applying myself. Bro, me too. I was just bored with the freaking curriculum. Teach me some shit I care about, and I am passionate Keep teaching me about the same shit over and over again in school, and I already learned it. I don't care. I get obnoxious. I know what you mean. It says, as a young adult experimenting, I found that I could focus and be successful with the help of cannabis. Rastafari, I know exactly what you mean, brother. Sometimes I wake up, my thoughts are going seven different directions. I don't know what needs to get done today. I don't know what I want to eat for breakfast. I don't know what shoes I'm going to wear today. I take a couple of dabs, and everything just goes... You want to have this for breakfast, you're going to wear these shoes, and then at 9 o'clock you have to go to this place. And it all just falls right into place. Just smoke a little bit, and the, the pieces of the puzzle kind of come back together. So I know what you mean, my friend. Um, now, I am the head of – I don't know if I should read this part. We're going to read, leave some of this out because it may reveal too much of who you are, and if anybody from work reads this. Uh, anyway, our friend is the head of a global company. We're going to leave out some details there. So they are very successful. They're a cannabis consumer. They've been smoking since the 90s. They're probably close to my age, and they are successful. So this uh, states, first of all, that people can smoke cannabis, and they can self-medicate with it, and they can become very, very successful people, and we shouldn't judge anybody for the way they choose to medicate themselves. I am rambling. It says, now, um, ChemDog was not only the guy to find the seeds at that time, Okay, ChemDog was not the only guy to find seeds at that time with the Grateful Dead and Fish Tours. So it sounds like my friend here may have stumbled across some of those ChemDog seeds or those dog bud seeds. Uh, we found plenty, and many northern Vermont and northern New York people grew it too. Yeah, it's not unlikely. If somebody found, if one person found 13 seeds in an ounce, uh, and the weed was going around Grateful Dead shows and fish shows, there was more of that herb going around. Uh, not just that one ounce had seeds in it, which is funny because the guys that were selling it were hoping to find seeds, and they never did to the best of my knowledge. But it sounds like they were in a couple of eighths. Some of the Custies got some of those seeds. So people in Vermont and New York were growing it too. Uh, big up to the New York and Vermont fish family. Uh, cannot wait to boogie down in a couple of weeks if all things go well. Uh, now that I tried different chem dogs or chem 91 crosses, I realize how much a grower's style, personality, and talent play a part. Yes, that's absolutely accurate. Uh, I always say that if I give uh, 10 people a clone of the same exact plant, we're going to get 10 different finished products. They're going to grow it differently. Their room is differently. The environment is different. Their nutrients are different. Uh, their pruning, their technique will be a little bit different. 
then of course the dry and cure process is going to be drastically different. So we're going to get uh, some similar familiar aromas, flavors, the buzz will be similar, but there will be subtle differences amongst every grow. Maybe some of the buds will be more dense. Maybe some of the buds will be fluffier. Uh, maybe some, if the aromas lean certain ways, like with the Chem 91, we get some sweetness and some foot and then some just weird funk. Maybe some guys are going to bring out more foot. Some guys are going to bring out more funk. Some guys are going to bring out the sweetness. That has a lot to do with the nutrients, the environment, and then, of course, the drying and curing process are going to play a huge role in the finished product. So it's a lot like a song. If uh, if you get 10 bands that are all professional bands and they play the same song, it's going to sound a little bit different. They'll play the same notes, but it's going to have a little bit different flavor to it. Uh, I'm trying to think of two bands we could compare that are going to be anywhere near fair that people may... Uh, I'm. All right, let's just say if we took Metallica and then we took a reggae band and we did The Weight, you know, take a load off Annie, right? You're going to hear it, take a load off Annie. It's going to be screamy with Metallica. He's going to do, yeah. And then in the reggae, it's going to be, boom, chicka, take a load. It's going to be real slow. It's the same song. It's going to be the same song played correctly, but done with different flavors and different styles because it is very artist dependent. I hope you followed along with that. We just compared Metallica and reggae to cannabis growing on this podcast. You never know what we're going to do next. Um, so yes, it does play a big part. Then it goes on. There is more to this wonderful message. It says, since what I'm looking for is not realistic, I was hoping you would have a strain in your repertoire that might be inspired by the mid-90s fish scene, but with a Rasta Jeff twist. Um, Man, you could probably find some of that. If you are from the Vermont, New York area, Somebody's probably got some of those dog bud seeds that you were looking for, but you're looking for something from the Rasta Jeff repertoire, the Irie Genetics catalog that is Chem 91 with a Rasta Jeff twist. You are in luck, my friend. I have a couple of things I would recommend for you. The first one I'm going to suggest will be the Morning Dew. Morning Dew is a cross of the Grateful Dog to my Arise. There's going to be a lot of Chem in there. The Grateful Dog is Chem D. To, or it's Chem 91, I apologize, Chem 91 to SFVOG. It is a deadhead OG, uh, kind of a feminized, back-crossed inbreeding project. I wasn't sure what I was doing at the time when I made that. I didn't know I was doing something strange, but I did get some grateful dead, uh, some deadhead OG seeds, which is Chem 91 and SF, the San Fernando Valley OG Kush F4. They were crossed to make the deadhead OG. I did some feminizing and reversing of that. I crossed... Uh, phenotype, the same phenotype, I selfed it. Then I took the seed that came out of that and pollinated that with the original mom that I used. So I kind of did some inbreeding. I pollinated one of the offspring with the original mom to make a super femme plant. Um, that is the grateful dog. That has been crossed to the uh, the Arise, which has the Chem D and the grandparents. You're going to see the Chem D pop up a little bit. You're going to see the Chem 91. That morning dew is very, uh, it's got the, that, sour sweetness that chem 91 had i know that if you smoked it there's a sour sweetness it's not the dominant flavor but that's what kind of gives it a little bit of a funk to it that sour sweetness but it's also got the fuel and the cushy aromas that you expect from a good chem so i think the morning dew is probably the closest you're going to get for a chem 91 with my sort of a twist on it the next thing that i think you would really enjoy is a new cross that does not have a name um, it is in the works. It will need a great name. I'm not even sure that I want to reveal 
the cross yet. Do we do it here on the show? Yeah, we do it. Why not? I uh, am in the works of crossing the P91 to the Arise. That will have some amazing uh, gassy, funky smells. It will smell a lot like that old school stuff, and it should have a lot of that good buzz to it. Uh, I haven't done it yet. It's in the process. They're in the room together. It's almost time for the magic to happen. But the P91 to Arise will be something that will make you very happy. All right, I think I answered that question. It was good uh, connecting with somebody who was very has a very similar story to myself. Uh, very passionately curious. I love learning. I just wasn't interested in school because they taught me all that. I feel like everything I learned in school, I learned probably in like third or fourth grade, and then fifth and sixth grade was just a repeat of that shit, and then ninth and tenth grades were repeats of all this shit all over again, and they just repeated it, and I didn't. I, they, they just kept teaching the same dumb shit. They didn't go much further. I felt like I learned much more in life uh, and became successful as uh, a cannabis consumer after school. Yeah, so uh, we have a lot in common, and we both love that fish tour, Grateful Dead stuff, and the chem. Uh, I hope I answered your question, bro, and I do hope to see you uh, at a fish show or a uh, wherever we end up, a Dead & Company show, maybe a Dark Star Orchestra show. Let's hang out, bro. Smoke some some good dog weed, some morning dew or something. All right, I am awful rambly. I got good and stoned at the start of this episode. Uh, I have no idea how long I've been recording, by the way, so this will be long and fun. I do have another episode here in front of me, another one that does reference the chem dog, and it says... Rasta Jeff. I love it when they start like that. I was just listening to your podcast and you referenced the Kim dog and the 13 beans. Yes, I'm getting a lot of responses because of that episode and I love it. It says, man, talk about some lineage that shaped the East Coast cannabis scene. Yeah, uh, some of my favorite strains come from the Chem 91. Some of my favorite stuff has Chem 91 in it. Some of my favorite crosses that I've made have Chem and other Chem lines in there. So yeah, it really shaped the East Coast and I think it shaped all of the cannabis scene, to tell you the truth, bro. Not just on the East, but yeah, it started there and uh, trickled out this way. It says, anyway, I went camping this year. Uh, I'm not sure if I should say exactly. Yeah, I went camping this year in Bethel for a Spartan race and took a trip over to the Woodstock Museum. I got lucky chatting with an old head who offered me a quarter of his slightly stupid or slightly seeded, but stupid stony cookies and chem. So this herb was slightly seeded and stupid stony cookies and chem. So you got some Girl Scout cookies, and then you got some chem in there. It could be chem D, it could be chem dog, it could be a lot of things, but cookies and chem, um, that's also known as the GMO. Uh, GMO is also known as chem cookies or garlic cookies, so you could have something like that in there. Uh, that's a great cross. But uh, he says, maybe it was just the scenery and the atmosphere or whatever, but I'm telling you, it was some of the best herb, herb I have ever touched in my life. Um, it was the atmosphere, the environment, the surprise of finding some new head at a really cool place smoking you out. Um, and also it was like a change. If you, I feel like if I smoke the same herb all the time, herb that I grew, uh, herb from the same growers around here, if I smoke the same concentrates all the time, the same jar, I feel like the buzz gets boring. I don't get as, uh, buzzed, medicated. I don't feel the effect as much. If I smoke uh, one gram of the same concentrate all day, by the end of the day, I got to switch jars and smoke something different, and then I'll get a better buzz. So part of it was you switching up uh, your intake, your medicine. You ate at a different restaurant, so it just tasted better. Uh, it's going to be like that all the time. But I think that contributed it, contributed, contributed did, did to it. That's what I meant to say. I promise you. Uh, that really contributed to the uh, the experience is where you were, the new uh, person. But then, of course, 
that new product was totally different. Your body was like, well, these are different terps and different cannabinoids that I'm not familiar with in different ratios. This is kind of nice. And you were just out there loving life, feeling iry. So it was a definitely a good different buzz. Now let's get to the fun part. I found eight seeds, one of which doesn't look viable, but I kept it just in case. I got them stashed away for safekeeping, but man, I can't wait for the day I get that itch to pop these seeds. Uh, so if you found eight of them and one looks unviable, you've got seven seeds, and I think they say seven is a lucky number. So you've got seven lucky seeds from your friend uh, from the Woodstock Museum. I cannot believe those seeds are not already germinated. If I had gotten those seeds from that head in that situation, I would be they would be in dirt. You'd already be getting tests of what they grew like from me. That's just how that would go. Um, what a great story. And I'm glad that the chem dog reference and the chem dog story brought that up. And then I'm glad that that just happened that, uh, some old head at the Woodstock museum of all places had some slightly seeded, but, uh, what did the, what's the word here? Stupid stony cookies and chem, whatever you paid for that bag of weed, uh, unless what'd you get? You got a quarter, uh, you got eight seeds in there. If you paid around like 70, 80 bucks, you definitely got a fucking good deal. If you paid 50 bucks, you got a magical deal because those eight seeds, in my opinion, are worth probably 50 bucks. I that, that would have been worth 50 bucks or so to me anyway. So um, yeah, the weed was free. The seeds are what you definitely paid for. So big come up on that. Uh, this came from our friend Poop Grows on Patreon. Um, excellent name. Uh, Poop does grow. No shit. But uh, bro, grow those beans and send me pictures of them or, or even better, send me some beans, bro. No, but grow them. You grow them yourself. I'm excited to see what you've got. You've got some chem and cookies. Uh, who knows what pollinated that? That could be an S1. That could be, uh, that could be anything. It could be magical. You may have the next chem dog in your jar. That may be the next magical strain. We've talked about where these strains come from. And then we discovered on a previous episode that even the sour D allegedly possibly was a mistake, a bag seed, if you will. All right. That is enough about the chem stuff. I'm sure there are more emails in my Patreon, more emails in the inbox that I have not discovered. Uh, the inboxes are full. The Patreon is loading up. I do check the Patreon first. Then I head to the inboxes. Uh, don't be shy. Send me more messages. Patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. The email address is grow from your heart at hotmail.com. Send me updates. Send me questions. I do love it. Keep the conversation going. Uh, there is more to this episode. How long have I been recording? I really have no clue. I did not press the timer on this device. So we're just going to go until I run out of voice, I guess. This one came from our friend Brian. Uh, you can call me Brian. And it says, hey, Rasta Jet. First of all, let me thank you so much for all of the knowledge and experience you share. Hey, thank you. You are very welcome. I feel like I've been given a gift. And if I didn't share my gift, I may spontaneously combust. I feel like if I don't record a podcast, if I don't play my drums, if I don't do a few key things in life, life doesn't go the way it should. So uh, thank you for noticing that I do put some effort and share some knowledge into here. This is what I was put here for. I've got to do this. This is my duty. Thank you for noticing. I'm going to go on with the message. It says, you maintain a high standard, which makes an excellent model for us to base ourselves off of. Also, you hold me to a high standard. I'm not allowed to fuck up, take a day off, get lazy, slip up anymore because I know that the Irie Army, the Grow From Your Heart team, the whole crew is out there cheering me on, looking forward to me coming out and encouraging you, educating you. Uh, you guys keep me on my game. You keep me sharp as well. You expect a lot from me, which it makes me expect a lot from me, which makes you expect. It's just inspiring me every day. So thank you guys 
for the encouragement, the motivation, uh, because without you guys on the other end of this, it would ju- I would just be a complete psychopath. I'd be a guy with too many cameras, too many toys, uh, and this would look fucking weird. So thank you for all the support. It does go on. It says, oh, thank you. That's a huge compliment also. Thank you. Um, it says, my question is, when you breed a male and female together, you get certain results. Uh, yes. And then it says, would the results be completely different if you switched the male-female order and bred those plants? Would there be similarities? Also, what if we were using two females rather than a male-female? Would there be different results? And then they break down some examples. I absolutely understand the question here. Let's jump into answering this. All right, just to make this question nice and clear, what this person is asking, we want to do some breeding, and we have got plant A and plant B. To start the scenario, plant A is the male and plant B is the female. They want to breed it that way. Then they want to flip the male-female around to where the opposite plant is the male and the opposite plant is the female. I honestly don't remember how I started, but the second round is the opposite of whatever I said the first time. Will there be a difference in the outcome in the progeny of that breeding project? If we flip them, will we see differences? If we were to hypothetically get, I'm going to say, uh, OG Kush and Golden Goat. If we used an OG Kush male and a Golden Goat female and bred them, and then did an OG Kush female and a Golden Goat male and bred them, would we see differences? Depending on your phenotypical selection for your starting plants, most likely, yes, you will see differences. Um, the male, in my opinion, adds a lot to the structure, the shape of the plant, the potency of the plant, the mildew resistance, the pathogen resistance, those sort of things I feel like come from the pollen donor side of the plant. So you may see, and also it depends on how dominant each plant is in the mix. Um, So let's just say they're even. Let's just say we've got even dominance on everything we've selected that they're going to breed evenly. That's really just not common with anything in life. But um, if we breed them, so you're going to see Uh, You may see more of the dad's tallness in each side. You may get the the height of the dad in each of them. You may get the pest resistance from the dad in each of them. So if you're OG, so OG Kush, OG Kush likes to get a little bit drier. Golden Goat gets really thirsty. Whichever dad you used, I think you're going to see that trait more dominant in that cross. If you use the Golden Goat dad, your offspring are going to be more thirsty. If you use the OG Kush dad, your offspring will be less thirsty. Uh, either way you do that cross. So if you if you use these two same plants, just flipping the dad, I think will have an effect on the amount of thirst in those plants. And this is hypothetical because I know that Golden Goat drinks and eats like crazy. And I know that the OG Kush plants, uh, they don't drink very much. You can almost uh, starve them and not give them water for a really long time. And they'll do better. You can't uh, you're more likely to kill an OG Kush plant by overwatering than underwatering. So that's what I'm trying to get with there. I hope that makes sense. I'm going to give another example. Another good example is if we crossed the Grateful Dog to the Golden Goat. This has been done. Uh, one way it is called the Golden Road. The other way it is called the Heart of Gold. Right now my brain's playing tricks on me because I'm talking and trying to talk about these two strains and don't have notes on it in front of me. But Grateful Dog and Golden Goat have been crossed each way. It's where the grateful dog has been the pollen donor and the grateful dog has been the pollen receiver. When the golden goat is the pollen donor, the progeny makes sweeter, 
um, pointier buds. They're sweeter in flavor. They've got more of that tropical flavor, and they are pointier. That's uh, They're jagged. The leaves are more serrated. The buds are uh, maybe a little bit foxtail-y, but they just look meaner. The silhouette is just more sharp and jagged. That's why a lot of phenotypes... I call it the mean girl phenotype of stuff that I cross with golden goat. You can just see it in there. Now, the cross that the grateful dog is the pollen donor, those come out with more of a rounded pine cone shaped bud. They aren't as jaggedy. They don't have as many, uh, maybe it's almost fox tailing, maybe it's fingery. But when I use the grateful dog as the pollen donor, it's tighter. It looks more like a tight silver pine cone. It gets this silver hue to it, a silver tint, maybe a velvety sort of a texture, a little bit of purple to it. Uh, so that's what happens when the grateful dog is the pollen donor. So yes, you will see differences uh, based on flipping the male and the female. You'll see differences. And it just depends on which male. And you're going to find some males that when you breed with them, they're really dominant in the mix. And you'll find some males that just mix really well with the female. And you'll find some that you're just making reproductions of the females. So it's kind of about the dominance of the male in your mix. And that's really going to have a huge effect on it. But uh, you will see a difference in uh, which way you do the cross. So like I was saying with the grateful dog to golden goat, when the golden goat is the reversal, that flavor of the golden goat comes through a little bit better. The flowering time of the golden goat comes through. But when I use the grateful dog as the pollen donor, the flowering time of the grateful dog, the leaf shape and size of the grateful dog seem to dominate that mix. So yes, there absolutely is a difference. It does make a huge difference. Now the last part also, what if you were using two females rather than a male female? Would there be different results? That's kind of what I was uh, going with just now because I didn't even realize I was talking about two feminized crosses. But yes, you will see the differences there. Absolutely, it's going to work just like the boy-girl. Uh, maybe easier to see because you have seen the females in full flower as their female bud expression. So you can identify the traits which are coming from each side very accurately because you know what the females look like. When you're using the boy uh, you just know what the female looks like, and you're guessing the other traits came from the boy side, not uh, traits from the history on the mom side. So I think I answered that. I think it makes sense. Uh, they wrap it up with, I hope you understand the questions. I totally understand. I hope you understood my long and rambly answer. Thank you for the great question. Uh, that came from my friend, You Can Call Me Brian. Big up to my friend, You Call Me Brian. Uh, thank you for the great message. If you have any more questions or a follow-up, please do reach out. You do know how to find me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, and pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there, I want to thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know I would love to hear from you. The email address is at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Reach out. Also, if you feel like the episode was educational, informative, or entertaining, and you'd like to support the show, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Don't be shy. Also, check out the website, iriegenetics.com. That is all I've got for you for this episode. I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my friend, Uncle Gigi. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.